This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're rolling, baby, rolling, rolling, baby. Yes, we got the baby on the set again. Vera Kay is joining the show. Dr. Jake Berman here with my lovely co-hostesses. Jenny Berman, physician assistant, and Vera Kay Berman. Vera Kay, snug as a bug in your kangaroo pouch. This is the Berman Method Podcast, where we are focusing on sticking it to the Western medicine man, sticking it to big pharmaceutical, big pharma, and saying, hey, you don't have my best interest in mind. Just your money. Just your money. (laughs) Or was it longevity? Oh, it's client retention. Client retention, yeah. yeah. Big pharma, not not patient longevity, but yeah, client. Big pharma longevity. is not focused on curation; they're focused on client retention. Mm-hmm. Perfect. There couldn't be more of a perfect, clear, explicit example other than the fact that there's not a single pharmaceutical out there that doesn't have at least one side effect that requires another pharmaceutical to treat that side effect. So if that's not clear enough. I actually wrote about this in, when's this coming out? March? In our April newsletter where I went on a rant a couple of weeks ago on the podcast while I was solo. I went on a rant too, Mm -hmm. but I ranted about it also in our newsletter that's coming out in April where it's taken literally a hundred years for the FDA to approve marijuana. Literally 100 years. It's, it has been outlawed since the 20s, 1920s. Yet opioids have been legal forever. And the death rates due to opioids continues to skyrocket. And I spent 20 to 30 minutes searching the Webster, Dr. Google, searching the web to try to find just one marijuana overdose. Couldn't find one. Oh. Could not find even one marijuana overdose. Yet it's taken a hundred years for the FDA to approve it. Mm. Why is that? Maybe because there's no side effect, no lasting side effect from marijuana other than trying to attack the refrigerator. Yes. (laughs) No mortality side effects, it sounds like. No mortalities. So, anyways, I ranted on that for the April newsletter. Okay. We'll look forward to reading it in a couple weeks. <laughs> Which brings me to what I want to talk about today. MRIs. Da-na-na. Hmm? MRIs, specifically of the shoulder. Because for whatever reason, over the past 6, 8, 12 weeks, I've been inundated with people reaching out for shoulder issues. Where they've got shoulder pain or they've had some type of trauma and they've got an MRI and the MRI says rotator cuff tear and their surgeon says they need to have 
surgery to repair the tear, or even worse, if you don't repair your rotator cuff now, then it is likely that you'll require a total reverse shoulder replacement down the road. Mm. So I talked a little bit about this on a podcast. That's that one that I was by myself at the very end. I was heated and (laughs) I, I went off. You didn't listen to it. You don't listen to any of my podcasts, which is probably a good thing. But I went off on one there. And I wanted to talk about it again today a little more calmly and give a little more objective data on why it frustrated the heck out of me. So when we're talking about an MRI, an MRI is just meant to be used as a tool. That's all it is. An MRI is a tool. A hammer is a tool. A saw is a tool. A screwdriver is a tool. An MRI is just a tool. It is not a, you don't want to make a treatment decision based off of what an MRI says. You want to utilize it to help you make decisions, but you don't want to base it. You don't want your decision based off of it. So what you're saying is I shouldn't go to the doctor, get an MRI and have that be my diagnosis if I've never been evaluated with hands. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's try to explain that a little bit more clearly or more in layman's terms where when we have an MRI of a, that shows a rotator cuff tear, that's fine. Okay. Because here at, at the end of the day, depending on who you ask, your arm gets the help to move from 18 to 20 muscles total. So the rotator cuff is made up of four muscles, which means that again, whoever you ask, there's 16 to 18 other muscles that can chime in if the complete or all four rotator cuff muscles are torn. That's not a good example. Let's not use the example of all four rotator cuff muscles are torn because the most common example is one muscle is torn, your supraspinatus is torn, your infraspinatus is torn. Those are the two most common ones that we hear that are torn. But hold on, I'm going to stop you. We have four rotator cuff muscles. So that's one fifth of the muscles that are in that can move the shoulder joint. If there's 20 muscles that can move the shoulder. Yeah. If you're, you're talking about the rotator cuff as a fifth. Yeah. That kind of gets a little confusing there. Well, that's just saying like it's a small portion of the amount of muscles that are moving the whole shoulder shoulder girdle. Correct. Let me say exactly what you said with different words. The motion that occurs with your shoulder is primarily from muscles in your shoulder blade area. Not from the rotator cuff muscles So the primary movement is not coming from the rotator cuff. The rotator cuff is assisting... However, it's not the primary movement. The primary movers, the big muscle power movers are not your rotator cuff. That's the reason why when you do rotator cuff exercises, you're doing it with this little scrawny yellow band to strengthen your rotator cuff. I'm doing air quotes right now. But when you do shoulder strengthening exercises like a shoulder press, guys can shoulder press two, three, four hundred pounds sometimes. So you're using shoulder muscles to press 100 pounds over your head, yet when you're strengthening your rotator cuff, you're using a little tiny yellow band that has minimal resistance. That's how I want people to realize this. So 
Yes, you've got, let's start at the beginning because we're kind of all over the place right now. You've got shoulder pain. Most of the times it presents as what I call pinchitis. It grabs you when you try to raise it in a, in a certain direction, either straight out forward or straight out to the side or behind your back. Usually one of those three motions is what grabs you. So then you're like, oh man, that hurts. Now you start catastrophizing. I wonder if I have a rotator cuff tear. Am I going to have to have surgery? So you go to the, the surgeon, the orthopedic surgeon, and they take an x-ray and the x-ray never shows anything. And he says, go to the cookie cutters RS physical therapist, which he owns. And you go and those therapists are usually seeing three to four to five patients an hour. They give you a list of stretches and exercises to do, including that little crappy yellow band. And you do that for four to six to eight weeks and you don't get any better. And you go back and the surgeon says, okay, let's do an MRI. Oh, look, there's where your problem's coming from. You have a rotator cuff tear there. We have to do surgery to fix it. So that's where I come in. When somebody tells me that their MRI says they have a rotator cuff tear and they've been told they need surgery, the first thing I ask them to do is, can you raise your arm straight out in front of you and then raise it over your head without your shoulder shrugging up towards your ear. That's the test right there. Nine out of 10 people that I ask this to can do it. It just hurts. So I'm not, I don't care if it hurts. I just care, can you do it without having to shrug your shoulder up towards your ear? If you can do that, you do not need surgery. Well, actually, if you can do it out to the front, if you can do it out to the side, then I'm saying right there, you don't need to have surgery because there's 15 other muscles that we can focus on strengthening to help support your shoulder so that you don't have to go through that grueling rehab. It is not fun. It's a minimum of three months of agony and then six months to just get functional again. Most of the time, it's not surprising to take a year just to get back to where you were. Right. So... You mean their pain can still get better without having to have the surgery by strengthening the other 15 muscles? Because that's everybody's biggest concern is their pain, not the fact that they can lift their arm. It's that they, it hurts. I love it. So then we have to ask, what is causing the pain? So this is where we come in, treating problems versus symptoms. The symptom is your pain. The problem is shoulder instability not rotator cuff tear. The problem is not a rotator cuff tear if you can raise your arm up over your head. The symptom is pain. The problem is shoulder instability. And the reason why that is is because the pain response is coming from a piece of soft tissue, a muscle, some, usually a muscle getting pinched between two bones. Usually your arm bone is pinching a muscle between the chromium like your AC joint. So you're just pinching a piece of muscle between two bones, and that's what causes the pinchitis. That's what causes shoulder pain, or that's what causes the symptom of shoulder pain. Vera, are you starting to wake up now? I don't know if you can hear her waking up. Oh, Vera. Oh, the noises. Oh, the noises. So the pain, the pain is a pinch. So the pain is coming from muscle being pinched because the muscles in the back, your shoulder blade muscles, the other 15 muscles, not the rotator cuff itself, the other 15 muscles, the big power movers are not doing their job. 
So when those muscles don't do their job, then things get pinched and that's what causes the pain, not the tear. The tear is not what causes the pain. There are times where people will have night pain, so pain sleeping, and that's a different animal there. That could be because of the rotator cuff tear itself. However, the pinchiitis, that is not from the rotator cuff tear. So where I'm trying to go with all of this is if you can rate if you have a MRI of your shoulder that says you have a rotator cuff tear, yet you can raise your arm over your head. I'm giving you a 99% chance that you should strongly consider not having surgery because if you get with the right therapist that will really focus on getting those other 15 muscles working efficiently, then you can avoid it completely. And this has happened multiple times to us just in the past couple of months. This same exact story where somebody comes to us with shoulder pain and then they got to get an MRI just for just so that they can sleep a little better at night, which ironically doesn't help them sleep better at night. <laughs> the MRI says they have a tear and their surgeon says you got to have surgery and they're getting conflicting views where I'm sitting here screaming from the top of my lungs, no, you don't need surgery. Let's fix this conservatively. Yet the surgeon who gets paid a lot of money to do surgery says you need surgery. And I'm not trying to throw them under the bus without giving them a disclaimer. Most orthopedic surgeons recommend this because they don't have access to quality physical therapy. Meaning that if they were to just send you to the cookie cutters are us, it's highly unlikely that you're gonna recover or re heal the tear, heal the pinchitis, whatever it is, and you're going to result in surgery anyways. So that's why they say this. So they're not being malicious. That's one of the things I wanted to clarify from that podcast I did a couple of weeks ago is they're not being malicious. They just don't have access to quality PTs. So what I'm telling you, the listener, is if you've got a rotator cuff tear per your MRI, yet you can raise your arm up, it just hurts, I highly recommend you seek out a quality manual therapist that can put their hands on you and train your brain how to use those other 15 muscles to support it. Right. And that could be strengthening. That could be posture. That could be that you're not in the right position when you're sleeping, which is causing more inflammation. Could be your diet. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of different reasons that you're getting that pinching feeling. Yes, you have a torn, one torn rotator cuff muscle per the MRI, but that's not exactly what's causing your pain. Or you can strengthen around that one muscle and which will take the inflammation out of that one muscle being on overdrive and that will help with the pain as well posture you said posture i said posture what i can tell you is that 100 percent of the people that we've worked with for shoulder pain require at least at least some effort on fixing their posture so i've said this multiple times where Poor posture is the number one cause of shoulder pain. Well, the reverse is true. In order to alleviate shoulder pain, we've got to focus on improving your posture. When your shoulders are slouched, it makes it biomechanically extremely difficult for those big muscles 
in your back, like around the shoulder blade to work efficiently, which requires the little itty bitty rotator cuff muscles to work in overdrive. So it makes it that much harder to get out of pain if you don't fix your posture, or it makes it that much easier to fix shoulder pain by just improving your posture. Does that help? Yes. I think that's one, I wanted to bring that up because I think that's one of the biggest components to what you guys do is not only identifying the problem, but most of the time the problem is actually coming from a postural issue or a strength issue as opposed to the actual tear itself issue. So I'm glad you clarified that. Thank you. Okay. So I don't really have much more to say about this one. I think this one can be short and sweet. This goes for almost any MRI. Same thing, you know, it goes for the back, it goes for the neck, it goes for the hips and for the knee. If you're getting an MRI that says something and you're being told that you might need surgery, definitely seeing a, a manual physical therapy, a quality manual physical therapy and having somebody actually put their hands on you and identify where is your pain actually coming from? Is it coming from where the MRI says it's coming from or is it coming from something else? So I think this can go for a lot of people, not just the shoulder. Yeah, it goes for everything, literally everything that comes on the MRI. The one asterisk that I'll throw out there is we're really talking about non-traumatic injuries. So if you're not in an accident, you didn't slip and fall. One of the examples that I'm actually referring to was a gentleman that slipped on ice and fell on his shoulder. And that's usually bad. Like that usually results in a rotator cuff tear that requires surgery. However, the first thing what I asked him to do was, I was like, can you raise your arm up over your head? And he really struggled with it. So I told him, this is all over the phone. I said, that's not good. It's not good at all. However, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to come in and let's just check it out. So we got our hands on him and 30 minutes later, he was, after freeing up all the soft tissue and getting things moving again and re-educating the muscles, 30 minutes later, he was able to significantly raise his arm up better than what he was when he first walked in the door. And you can't do that if the reason why he couldn't raise the arm was because of a tear. You can't fix a tear in 30 minutes. What you can do is you can downregulate a pain response and get muscles firing again and re-educate the brain how to utilize the muscles, and that will help it move better. That's what you can do. Got it. I like that story. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all I really have for this one. <laughs> this one's, That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. It's just a short one. It just really frustrates me where people are making these life-altering decisions, aka having surgery, just based off of what the orthopedic surgeon is saying. Now, again, I'm not trying to discount them. All I'm trying to say is get a second opinion from a quality manual therapist. Let them work with you for a handful of times. And if they've got the right skills, they'll be able to tell you, yes, we can beat this thing or no, go have surgery. At least you tried. Right, right. It's not going to take anything away by trying. It may help save a lot of time and money and effort. Well, it's not all, it's not so much all that as what, as it's about your quality of life. Right. Meaning that it's so rare that your quality of life ever gets to the level it was pre-surgery, post-surgery. It's very rare. 
there's usually some type of lingering thing where, yeah, I can't do that anymore because of this surgery. So just don't let it happen. Don't. Touche. Touche. <laughs> I mean, look at you. Surgery took you out of your gymnastics career. It's true. My right? shoulder surgery was the, yeah, was the last thing. Right. Your plan was to go to University of Georgia <laughs> on a gymnastics scholarship. Oh, my gosh. You would never be holding Vera right now. You'd um, be holding some some other Georgia boy. Right <laughs> if I would have been a gym dog, but you're right. I had I had surgery on my shoulder. Yeah, took you out. Mm-hmm. And then I met you, and you healed me up. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> if I hadn't met you, I would have a lot more ailments than I have. Okay. You've really helped a lot of my ailments and injuries and posture. Mm, yeah. My about, neck. About that. I'm working on it. It's still a work in progress. It's always work. Constant. Yeah. But it's worth it. Cool. Anything else? I don't think so. Share this one with somebody you know that has a rotator cuff tear that's contemplating surgery. If you've already had surgery, don't be pissed off from this episode, neither here nor there. We've got to move forward. But if you know somebody that is contemplating surgery, they got a rotator cuff tear on their MRI, send this podcast to them. Let them hear it. Or if you had surgery and you're not feeling better, still go see the manual physical therapist because there's something else causing the pain. You know what? I'm so glad we're about to turn this thing off, but you just reminded me of this other guy we've been working with for about six months now where he had a rotator cuff repair, came out of surgery, and his symptoms were worse. Worse. Went to the cookie cutters R Us rehab, didn't get any better. So he goes and has another MRI. He forces his doctor to order him another MRI. His doctor didn't want to do it. And the MRI comes back and he's got a tear. Another tear? Another tear. Oh, boy. So now the doctor's saying, we've got to do another Ooh, surgery. A second surgery. So luckily, this guy had a friend who was already coming to us. And his friend was telling me this story. And I said, please Tie him up and drag him in here. Let us look at him before he does another surgery. So long story short, he finally drags himself in here into the office. We look at him and we assess him and we go, I don't know that you need surgery. I think that all of these other muscles are just so atrophied and so weak that if we spend some quality time working on them, you can avoid it. Because there's nothing worse than having a back-to-back -back surgery on your shoulder. Right. Fast forward, he's doing really good. With no second surgery? With no second surgery. It's awesome. like Jesus hands heal. Jesus hands, you're magic. <laughs> so, of course, these are all the good cases or all the best case scenarios. So, everybody's unique. Everybody's... Uh, got a unique case. So just ask us. We're, we're not going to bullshit you. We're not going to waste your time. I'll shoot you straight and point you in the right direction if I can't help you. Good? Perfect. Oh, I almost fell off the stool, you guys. Perfect. <laughs> She's trying to multitask, feed Vera, and keep her from crying and finish this podcast all at the same time while not slipping off of a bar stool. Just a few weeks postpartum c-section not that we're recording this in a bar we just have our bar stools upstairs 
in Vera's room right now because... Again, we've talked about the ergonomics <laughs> of our podcasting is not ideal. One day. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this okay, up. Okay, so ciao for now. This thing. See Goodbye. ya. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.